0: Hi there, my name is Erin Bremer, and I am a Revelation Wellness instructor, educator, and the founder of Rewired. Have you ever searched the scriptures to see what God says about the brain-body connection? Have you ever searched the scriptures to see what God says about the body? Did you know that in scripture he says to take every thought captive? Have you ever tried? It's challenging because our thoughts, over 70,000 of them a day, are running in our subconscious and conscious thinking. And if we're not careful, the majority of our thoughts are subconscious. They run below the surface. And so it's time that we wake up and start listening to what the subconscious is saying. And here's the beauty. When we take our thoughts captive, It is our conscious thinking that does that. We have to tap into the subconscious to bring it up, to draw it up to the prefrontal cortex and start thinking our thoughts. Friends, there is such a connection that we are learning between the brain and the body and how you think and what you think affects how you feel. Cognitively, we know that your thoughts affect your feelings and your feelings affect your behaviors. But we are learning more and more that your thoughts affect your biochemistry, physically how you feel. And so what if we were to start to draw on the conscious thinking, to draw up from the subconscious well, all of the things that run below the surface and start dealing with them? What if we were starting to become awake? What if? We could be people who are being awoken to what God is doing in our brains, our minds, and our bodies. Friends, it's time. It's time to wake up. It's time to start thinking our thoughts. So as Rewired gets ready to launch, I would love nothing more than for you to join me as we unpack what scripture says about the brain-body connection, why it matters, and what we get to do about it. What you think can change everything. This class is in true Revelation Wellness style. It is God first, God most, no gimmicks, freedom living. Come join me, it could change everything.
1: Well, hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. You just heard a testimony, an invitation, from Erin, Erin Bremmer, on Friday, our most recent episode, you can go back and listen to it. Erin shares more of her own story of what brought her into this place of being passionate about God and glorifying God, but also how we can live a new life. So, you are being invited. You have a few days left to to join. About a week, a week from now, is when Erin will start with her first class of Rewired in Rev University. So, Revelation Wellness University is for anyone who wants to learn and grow in the field of health and wholeness through Christ. RevU will train you in the mind body connection, inspire you to live your call to love God and people. So, if you feel stuck, with either one of those, loving God or loving people, wherever that is, Rev University is gonna help to unstick you. And of course, true to Revelation Wellness style, we're gonna talk about this as you are an integrated whole person, mind, body, soul, spirit. So our Rev courses will help you develop your professional skills, if you are that professional, um, or just spiritual disciplines. You'll come away personally inspired and renewed with the practical tools to lead and serve in the way that God is uniquely calling you. So whether you're um, a mom at home, a a co-worker in, in the business world, wherever you are, God has called you there and wants to equip you for joy and fullness of life. We want you to feel integrated, grounded, and whole in the place that you've been called to. So swipe up on the show notes. Learn more about Rev University. Um, Maybe if it's not this class that Aaron's Teaching, uh, there are more coming this, this semester. So we hope you'd be intrigued and want to find out more. Okay. Have a great time today. Moving your body to a Revving the Word. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three... Two, one, play. All right, today we're going to do a Lectio Divina. That means we are going to move our bodies at whatever chosen pace feels good for you. So let's start with good. (laughs) Let it be good. And I am convinced of this. It's called... Um, embodied cognition. How you position your body tells your brain to think a certain way. So if you can smile a little bit, you're talking to the brain. The body talks to the brain and the brain talks to the body, guys. So let's get our body right now to posture itself openly, optimistically and expectantly to hear from the lord who isn't here for that today come on <laughs> i've been saying lately you got, i'm convinced of this here in the united states in the modern world where we have access to smartphones the internet we are not perishing for lack of information Bible says that people perish from a lack of a vision. I would agree with that too, but I don't even think we lack from that right now. <laughs> Cuz we're being fed all types of visions all the time. So we're not perishing from lack of biblical information, lack of access to the scriptures, or a lack of vision. We are perishing Because we lack emotional intimacy with the scriptures, with the voice of God. Timothy tells us that the word of God is active and alive, or Paul tells us in Timothy, that the word of God is active and alive. The theologian Dallas Willard says, "We we have a problem. It's when the familiar becomes unfamiliar. We're so used to it. It's old news. Oh, man, I'm here today to break us out of that. Awaken us, God. Bring us closer to you. So as we stir up all these chemicals in our body and our brain right now, may they be for your good purposes on earth as it is in heaven. So come, Lord use this time as we let you read us according to your word that we would know you more fall deeper in love with you more be sold out to the core of our being as followers of christ we follow you god feed us your word today In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. You pick your pace today. Walking, jogging, a steady pace. And if you want to speed up at any time, that's fine. But why? Ask yourself, am I trying to burn off last night's guilt? Am I shaming myself? be honest, okay? But other than that, moderate activity, getting the hippocampus to send out new brain cells right now, it's good. So we're going to do a Lectio Divina. That means I'm going to read the work, and then I'm going to ask you three questions. First, you're just going to listen to the work. Then I'm going to ask you, what is the word saying to you? What pops out? What highlights? So when I talk, when I say the scriptures, think in pictures. Let your Holy Spirit give you a vision. That's good. We need some vision, biblical vision for God's word. And let it illuminate something for you. So let the word talk to you. And the second question I'll say, now what do you want to say to the God of the universe who has given you his word to be in communion with you? He wants to hear from you. And this is the part where I say, let it rip. (laughs) Don't say what you think you should say. Say whatever it is you need to say. And this is where moving your body things might come up you didn't expect that's good so that'll give you time to reflect on that and then third i'm gonna ask you what's the recourse for you because ultimately we've got to adjust to the word we don't lower god's word to meet our pain we rise adjust You have the grace for that. Okay. So here we go. Holy Spirit, illuminate the scriptures for us. Say that with your mouth, everyone. Holy Spirit, illuminate your word to me. All right. Here we go. This is the temptation of Jesus. Who doesn't need to work on this? Man, I feel like we could deal with temptation. We're going to be, we're positioned in the future to need to deal with temptation. So let's do this. Here we go. I'm going to read. Yeah, I'm going to just break it down. This first, let me read the whole thing and then I'll break it down. Temptation of Jesus. But by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these I will give you if he will fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. This is the word of the Lord. go. I'm going to start with the first three verses. So just digest it. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. What is the word saying to you? Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. What do you need to say to the Lord? Finally, on our part, we correct what's our confession, what's our repentance about this being led into the wilderness to be tempted, about our hunger, and about the tempter who challenges us, commanding stones to meet our needs. What's our recourse? You all fail good. All right, verse 4. Jesus says, "But he answered, quote it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God what sticks out for you what is the spirit highlighting
2: no one more oil no other loyal than the freedom like yours you are
1: high high and lifted up but he being Jesus answered it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that comes from the mouth of God what do you want to say Talk to your father. But he answered, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. (laughs) What's your repentance? Your confession? Course correct. Verse 5. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. What's the word saying to you? Then the devil took him to the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command His angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, Lest you strike your foot against a stone. (laughs) What do you want to say to the Lord? (laughs) What's your change of direction? I'm going to go ahead and say, if you want to tell Satan where to go, do that here too. This is Course correction. I
2: saw darkness run for cover, but the miracle that I just can't get over. My name is registered in heaven. I believe in signs well done
1: verse 7 Jesus said to him Satan quote again it is written you shall not put the Lord your God to the test what do you want to say to your father Our turn to get free, to realign, to get upright. Jesus said to him again, it is written, you shall not put the Lord your God to the test. What are you changing? verse 8 again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him all these i will give you if you will fall down and worship me what sticks out for you again listen also try saying scripture with me because i'm repeating it at least three times again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory and he said to him all these i will give you if you will fall down and worship me say to your father he's listening Especially when you feel crushed. He's near the brokenhearted. He's near the tempted. take recourse I got lost in worship there for a minute and I think that is the recourse so if you're not worshipping right now I invite you you want to you want to do this verse right worship God Satan says to him all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me (laughs) what's our confession Talk. Let the enemy hear your voice. What's true for you? Holy, 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 the Lord God Almighty. holy, 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 I'm grinning, because I know what Jesus is about to do. And Jesus said to him, quote, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. What's the word jumping all over you with? Then Jesus said to him, quote, Be gone Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. What do you want to say? And Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan. Say that with me. Be gone, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Use your mouth. Confess. Make hell tremble. That's what this final part of left ears are. We make up our mind. Make up your mind. And declare it with the words. 11, then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to
2: him. Read it again,
1: then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. What's the word saying to you? And the devil left him and behold angels came and were ministering to him what do you want to say what's on your mind The devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. What's your confession? What is your posture? Good work. Now listen. Let me work backwards a little bit just to encourage you. One, you hear from God. Even this embodiment of hope and joy you have, strength and dignity, that you are still breathing, that you can do hard things, that all those things have come against you to try and destroy you. They can be put to good use. All of this, the enemy speaks to try and destroy the plans of God. And this time, he found his match. Once in a garden, we were fooled. But this time, Jesus, do over takes it from the top and this time he's not even in a garden he's in a wilderness, a desert starving 40 days, Jesus went depleted in his humanity this is why Hebrews tells us that we have a high priest who is not far removed he is acquainted with all of our suffering when Jesus was tempted here He felt it just as much as you and I do. In the brokenness of our mind. But see, this is the thing. Jesus didn't have a broken mind. He felt it in his body. He felt hunger. He must have wrestled with loneliness because this is the first time in his existence that we know of, recorded, that he had emptied himself so that his flesh had every possibility, reason, quote, or right, to rise up. But his mind was not divided. Do we notice each time Jesus combats the temptation with what? the word. Listen, whatever you are struggling with today, whatever season of life you are in, you got a health crisis, financial crisis, family crisis, whatever it is, seek him in his word. Find a word. Listen, this is where I say, you don't perish for lack of information. You perish from laziness, slothness, stupidity of heart which just means calloused heart you've been hurt but you can run to Google and make it serve you as you search Bible verses for a health crisis Bible verses in a financial crisis whatever it is you can find it find your words write it all over your heart put it on the refrigerator put it on your steering wheel screensaver. say it before you go to bed say it first thing in the morning you are not unaware of the enemy's schemes you know which path he's going to come down and if you say well i didn't know lisa okay but make record of it learn from your mistakes I tell this to my kids all the time. I don't mind when you make mistakes. You're going to, because there's no failing. Just frequent attempts and learning. But you got to learn. Did you learn something? Can you apply it next time you find yourself in that same situation? Because the enemy is stupid. His mind is broken. He has no high reasoning. He is not creative or resourceful, but you are.
2: So dig in. Emotional
1: intimacy, it can come in those most desperate places. This is why do not despise hard times. He is near. Jesus begins his ministry this way. Actually, this is even before he began. And he's such a good God. He knows, I can't go public until I've taken care of this in private. So he gets with God. Because the Spirit takes him to the wilderness. The presence of God takes him into the wilderness. And he's starving. And he legit could say he was desperate in his cravings, hungers of his flesh, And the enemy comes listen the body is not bad it's just fragile it's not impervious and it's actually where the light gets in the cracks of the body the breakdown it's where the word comes in and dwells among us and gets fleshed out in us and then notice satan The attack isn't in the temptation, it's in the identity. He begins his first temptation in verse three with, if you are the son of God. I just believe right then, Jesus already knew, foul. I am the son of God. What do you mean if? What do you mean if I am the son of God? So already, Satan's argument's fallen apart. His presentation is flimsy. If you're the Son of God, command these stones. Throw yourself down. Two times. Two of the three temptations. If you are the Son of God. If you are the Son of God. Listen, sons and daughters they know who they are they know who they belong to and they know their father's words they knew they know their father's words jesus fights every temptation comes back combats the temptation with the word of god Do you ever think i think jesus could have taken care of Jesus could have told Satan, "Go right now," but He let him ha- run His tongue, because Jesus is working on these three big temptations. Think about this: in His hunger, Jesus was tempted, and that's a place of provision. Do we think God is enough for us? Provision, right? We we sin because we think God won't provide we sin so we make idols for ourselves we make names for ourselves. we provide for ourselves instead of no I'm gonna live on the bread alone of every word that comes to my father I only do what my father is doing I only say what he's saying that's my survival this is my lifeline I live according to that And Satan tempts him with Power! if you are the son of God throw yourself down from here come on show us how powerful you are the whole world is offering us power power that comes in numbers so we think power that comes in influence so we think right power Satan says I'll give you our possession I'll give you all this Satan is going for our jugular Provision from God, power that we long for, and possessions. Because let's own it. We're all very grabby, handsy people. We would really prefer God with flesh, wouldn't we? Wouldn't we? We want something to hold on to. So our homes, our cars, the things that we can touch, taste, see, tangible, all of that in the kingdom And it's interesting how the devil says he took him to the high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory of course he can show them their glory because it's his world we've heard this scripture tells us that this world filled with the prince the power of the air that the lord has lent it to him so it becomes a ground for us to choose we will not serve that god we will not go after that glory but the God who created us who's created us for more that God we worship that God we serve and him only do we serve everyone put a smile on your face right now put a smile on your face open your palms stand still No the voice of your father. Know him in his word. Fight him or fight Satan with the word of God. You do not have to throw a pitch fit, a hissy fit. You don't have to make a scene. Just know the word. Say it. And now I'm closing this. Invite you, do please. We just moved our bodies and we created all the building materials to renew your mind. All the building materials are there. Now take five to 10 minutes do a be still and be loved sit sit and let it consolidate and do neuroplasticity it's in the active rest not in the work that the neuroplasticity happens so please be people of rest work from rest thank you god for this time thank you that we are best prepared for temptation because we meet with you and we meet with you often you're always with us so we choose you god it's an easy choice when we know you are with us, standing for us, have promised us more than we could even ask or imagine. And according to that, God, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen.